Giving a hand up, not a hand out. Imagine if that head trash was not there. Who would you be? What if I told you those fears were no longer a problem? What would you do? I'm Stephanie Costello, a mom of three, wife, and avid mountaineer. Beyond all of these, I am, very much like you, an average person trying to navigate this thing we call life. My goal with this podcast is to bring to light the truth about what intimacy really is. You may smile, feel called out, or learn something new. Either way, you will learn you are in control. Today, I get to introduce to you Miss Mia Heacock who has a background in technology, and she helps organizations reach the new level of support they are desiring to achieve. With this creativity and experience, she has been exposed to a variety of Indonesian culture shows where she is a designer and a model. With her technological background, she is able to assist the Indonesian culture in areas of internet and technology and public relations. She moved to the Boston area in 1990 from Indonesia when she was 14 and a half years old. In this experience, she's been able to take her her help and uh, bring it back to Indonesia and support younger women and families with making the better and best choices for their families. Now in her spare time, she is a, a mom of her teenage daughter and son, a hockey mom, a rock climber, a fitness enthusiast, an outdoor adventure lover where she shares with her husband in and around the New Hampshire area. When she shares all of this on her social media, she gives such inspiration to those in Indonesia to be able to know that they can do have the life that they desire to live. All right. Hello, Mia, and welcome to the Intimacy Truths podcast. Thank you. Thank you. You're so welcome. I'm so excited to talk about today. The topic of the day is how to give a hand up and not a hand out. Uh, And Mia is part of a nonprofit called Indonesian Three Magnolias, right? I said it right? Good. I'm glad I said it right. Um, And the founder is Nuri Agar correct? And in yep. this uh, in this organization, your goal is to help educate moms and children um, in the impoverished people in, in Indonesia to be able to stand on their own two feet, make their own decisions, like giving them, empowering them to gain their independence. And uh, so please tell us more about why this, why did you choose this? Like, where is this part of you? Um, how has this become such a huge part of your life? First of all, um, when I met Nuri Auger, um, you know, I think her energy and her kind heart uh, draws me to her. Um, I think her, uh, the story of um, how she started all this by her donating her house in Indonesia to open up for a uh, charity school, we call it at this point is, you know, she's hosting all these um, kindergartners age of um, children and their moms who really come from a poor community and welcoming them and being able to provide some type of education with the support that we are doing here. So the school 
as of right now, the charity school, um, we call it Yaya San Tiga Champaka. It's a, uh, another translation in Indonesia of Indonesian Green Magnolias um, uh, School. Um, so the way we operated from here is um, Nuri herself. She's a great cook. Uh, she cooks authentic Indonesian food and she would make um, basically the, re the uh, recipes of each of these ingredients into um, uh, a jar of things that she could sell. So basically she, she sells things to generate money. She also sells food during um, well, one of those um, in here like bazaar or um, one of those weekend um, pop-up or something like that. And the money she'll then uh, send to the Yaya Santiga Chimpaka in Indonesia for the operation. Now, currently we have uh, three teachers that just teach these mothers and children the basic, basic fundamentals. For instance, the mothers, you know, being able to cook, um, sew, and create arts and crafts. Yeah. And these three things would then help them to be more independent in terms of if they wanted to open up their own little pop-up or create, you know, local soap or candles or create, uh, make, you know, the clothing that they can sell. That is our goal. Mm. And the children on, on, on the other side, um, you know, they're just the cutest, uh, but we give them tools of basic, um, you know, reading, writing, and also speaking English. Mm -hmm. And this is very important at this age. They graduated from this school, this little school onto the next school, even better. And this is what I, I heard so far. And it's so amazing that we can help this little community to excel even at that age in the kindergarten area. So our job here is to make that process going and also better, which is by really for us to ask for grants um, around here, even to work harder in generating income for whatever it is, um, you know, we're selling more stuff from here because Nuri just, she makes a lot of food to order. She makes kabaya and the kabaya now let me go <laughs> she's also not just a chef she's also a designer of these clothing um, that is traditional to the indonesian um, tradition which is called kabaya mm -hmm. now kabaya it's not you know it's a, a lace uh style uh, clothing mm -hmm. and it costs a lot of money per costume it would cost up to two hundred dollars in a costume wow. so and she is definitely authentic and knows exactly how it's to be done yeah so with that itself you know so yes she is doing a lot of work my uh my part is to be able to um help her with uh, any necessary um uh documentation or advertisement or um uh, you know, just educating people here what our um, foundation is in Indonesia. Yes. And so did she donate her house yet or she desires to donate her house? She desires to donate her house. 
but at the same time, it is still her property and she would like to give that property to her children eventually in the future to decide what they want to do. Yeah. She still would love, she is donating her, her property across her house okay. to build a school. That's yes. what we're That's what... in that process right now. And the, and the school you're looking to build is for preschoolers. Correct. correct. Yeah. Which is so special, right? You know, and I think um, it's really important for hopefully the listeners to really get the big message from your story and and your and why we're sharing this is because it's so easy to take for granted the things that we have in life. It's so easy to uh, look at what we have and be like, it's not good enough. Right. And, and it, granted happiness is everyone deserves to be happy. So if you're not happy about something in your life, you have the power to shift it where there's some people in our world, like the people, the women and the children that you're supporting, they don't, without your help, they don't have the tools or the resources to right. make the changes. They are surviving. They are finding ways to survive and live life in some fashion, remotely close to happiness as we would see it here in America. Um, and I find it so fascinating that, you know, let's, so before we started recording, one of the big things we were talking about was the whole hand, giving a hand up rather than a hand out, right? Um, in, in America, we're so passionate about making money. Like we have to make the money, make the money, make the money. And then when we make the money, we're so miserable because we don't know what the frick to do with it. Before we had all these plans and these ideas and these dreams that were inspiring us to make the money, then we make the money. And it's like, eh, I could go on a trip if I want to, but I really don't want to now. I have nothing to work towards. That is a privilege to even experience that, that those emotional patterns, um, and, and sharing our money, right? Like people want to share their earnings. They're so passionate about the fact that they earned this money, that they want to share it. And, and granted, this is a great opportunity for them to share it because it's going to go to the right place. It's not like they're handing these moms like this money and these moms who don't know what to do with this money and how to appropriately spend it, right? Like they haven't been taught budgeting skills. They haven't been taught how to pay for, uh, their, their bills or, you know, what's appropriate to spend the money on, you know, do you buy the fun toy or do you buy the food, right? All those little different intricacies to life. Um, we could just hand them the money and then they could just go off and do whatever they want to do with it. Or we can take a peek at how can we provide to them the independence, like you were saying that they so deserve to, uh, to have. Exactly, exactly. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I know okay. my internet is choppy. Yeah, I, I, I was making sure of that. Um, yeah, so, you know, it's, it's, so last year we had the moms uh, recycle. So I think one of those plastic, those, oh my gosh, talk about these trash coming out of uh, ocean dumps into this, uh, you know, uh, the beaches area. Yeah. And we were thinking like, is there a plastic in there that we can recycle? And so they actually did. They gather all the plastic and they make into this little um, uh, uh, string and they actually made a 
some type of mat out of it. So like oh, wow. that kind of stuff, you know, we, we from here give them ideas like, okay, here's what you can do. Let's, you know, and there the teachers that we assign them from here carries our ideas. And also, I just wanted to stress, we're not just here just to ask for money. We really work, right? We, we are the example of these other mothers. Like, look, you really got to work to be able to generate money. Right. And, you know, for us to, uh, I mean, for myself, like I just help Nuri advertise and figure out what the next venue is to, for her to be able to sell her stuff. So, um, but at the same time, I have the input of what is the plan supposed to be for the school to keep going. Oh. Um, yeah, so we bring in some, um, somebody that wants it. Yeah, the house is open for anyone who can come and visit. The, the top floors open to anyone who comes and visit and share ideas with you know, the community there using the house as a school. So basically come in as a teacher or, or, or a visitor to share knowledge. How oh. special is that? Yeah. So see, and that goes back to what we were talking about before where, you know, we, we're so passionate about earning our money. We want to be able to give it where we want to give it. And that passion is really what matters, not the money, your no. passion to your passion to help your passion to really achieve something. Seeing the difference in a child's eye between suffering and your passion, helping them move from suffering into surviving or thriving, the, the, the shift in their emotional stance, their shift in their happiness, their shift in, in their life, and, and now the outlook of their life is so much better. See, I'm super passionate about this. One of my things that I say is I've beaten all statistical odds assigned to me at birth. So um, the life I was born into was a very dysfunctional one. Um, the life I'm living now is one I never expected to be able to live. I, you know, I was, I was, uh, the trajectory of my life was much more negative. In fact, polar opposite of what I'm on. And so um, helping other people break through that discomfort and helping other people with um, it, exercising determination and exercising resiliency and exercising that ability to work through discomfort and get to the other side and, and make a life for yourself. Like there's, there's, we're lucky to be, have those skills so readily available to us. Like our public schools, yeah, they, we have some serious problems with them, but they're also giving those people who didn't have the opportunity to live a life to the opportunity to live a life. And that's exactly what you're trying to bring to in Indonesia. Correct. That's exactly, exactly. And it makes me smile. Um, I've yeah. seen some of the pictures of these little kids who's wearing cups and gowns and holding this little, you know, um, diploma. diploma. Oh my gosh. It just, it makes me so happy. And their mom being so happy and they're, you know, next to their, their daughter or son, you know, taking pictures like, here's my kids who go to this school as preliminary school or preschool and look at where they are. Yeah. And they're actually doing a lot better in the, what is it, first grade or so? Yeah. 
kindergarten. Yeah. yeah. We take for granted that stuff. Right. It's like, right. we expect it. So, so, so what, right? Like, oh, cool. And it's like, no, this is huge. Like the, you know, especially those mothers, a lot of them probably didn't go to school, huh? No, yeah. no, exactly. They, all they know is like, okay, you know what? I'm not doing that great. Uh, I'm going to divorce my husband and I'm going to go become prostitute. And that's the downside. And you want, we want to say, no, that's right. not the only way to do. There's a right. better way to do. So now the school, we have this plant, um, dragon, you know, dragon fruit. Yeah. Yeah. So they plant dragon fruit, bananas, papayas, and all these peppers. They're, they're about to harvest these fruit oh. to sell. Yeah. And that's around the school area. That's so, so special. You know what I mean? I mean, this is amazing. So I went to the uh, consulate general um, last Friday just to see if we can get some more grant for this school building that we want to build. Um, unfortunately, they really didn't give us a certain answer of how. The one thing that stuck out was um, the consulate general had mentioned, you know what I would love to see is these kids have more um, education in speaking English uh, the, because English as a language it's an international language it's an important one to have because now that tourism you know happening everywhere and in, if they know English just to be able to say hey mister you know I would like to sell you this it's a it's a beneficial for sure so he said yeah if um, you can kind of start teaching them even in this age it'd be really great and I said well how can we do that and he said everything is virtual now because of COVID oh yeah you know everybody has cell phone yeah and all you do is just get on the you know video call and you can teach this children from here wow so you're are you taking signups for that I am going to start um uh, either this week or next week uh, we are just See? Yeah. taking for granted like mind blown like hello yeah. we have internet exactly <laughs> you don't exactly. have to travel to indonesia or donate your money to be able to support the right. cause of helping this community foster right 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 so and it funny. was just like yes <laughs> i know okay so we'll have to get we'll put all of this how you can help in the show notes um i think that'll be a really great thing to just I'll, I'll highlight the difference between, um, you know, being able to donate your time versus if you want to donate money versus, and, and I want to make sure I clarify, there's no, there's no shame in donating money, right? If you have a really busy life and you really don't have the time and you want to give back money is okay to donate. Like it definitely does help there. The, the intention here is not like, give me all your money, right? That's the big point here is, is your time is really, really valuable and being able to give the time to this, these, this community that does not have uh, the same ability and privileges as we do is really special, right? To be thankful for what we have. Exactly. Um, 
I, I really appreciate you being on this podcast and I can't wait to again, highlight in the show notes, the difference between how you can help, whether it's with your time or with your money, um, whether, whatever you choose. And I really hope this podcast was super helpful for listeners to see the difference between. So my big overarching, one of my big overarching, uh, quotes that I use in my work is pain is inevitable suffering is an option. These people in this community, in your community or in Indonesia are, are actually experiencing some significant pain, but they're not letting that pain create suffering. And you are providing that gateway for them to move out of pain and into out of survival and into thriving. Like you're giving them the very specific skills to help them thrive, which is so seriously special. And so thank you for doing what you're doing. It's really like in 20 years, you get to see these kids foster in ways that they never would have been able to foster. Yeah, that's, that would be my greatest, uh, you know, pleasure for sure. But thank you, Steph. You're welcome. Thank you for having me and thank you for uh, having your listeners uh, listening to my nonprofit organization organization that I'm definitely very passionate.